This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Dirtcast. I am your co-host, Megan Reynolds. And I am your other co-host, Madeline Davies. <laughs> Today, we will be talking to Ryan Creed and Kate Drees about a little TLC reality show called Trading Spaces, a show in which two people, groups of people, trade spaces, design each other's rooms, and uh, hijinks ensue. Then we turn around and the camera's right in front of our faces, like capturing this really kind of like intimate moment. And guess what? What? It's back in 2018, baby. Back in 2018, um, as if it had never left. As We're if, all <laughs> As if TLC hasn't changed a lot since the <laughs> early aughts. We're all super excited. But before we get into all of that nonsense, Maddie, I noticed something very different about you today. Um, for those who cannot see Maddie, which is literally Everyone. all of you except for me, she's got she's got some nails going on. I do have some nails going. Do you want? I'm going to touch your hand while you talk to me about them. Um, I have like always wanted to have like dagger nails, mm-hmm. um, but my nails themselves are way too shitty. They they won't they won't reach the heights that you they desire. They tend to like not to be gross. They tend to like peel. Split, yeah. yeah, and so I have to keep them pretty short. Right. So I was on a beauty website and I saw that there were these like reusable acrylic nails on sale. Those are reusable? Yes. Yo. And so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. You know, if I don't like them, I'll just take them off. Right. And so I got them and I put them on last night. And like from afar, I think they look okay. They look great. They're pretty long right now, but they were like much longer. Did you trim them? Yeah, I was like, I had to file them down. Otherwise, I would have just like stabbed myself in the face. They're wonderful. Um, I but love yeah, a long nail. I got to relearn how to type a little bit. I now can't type if my nails are short. Are short. This is like short for me. Yeah. And I can't type if they're shorter than this because I like forget what it feels like <laughs> to have like full use of my finger pads. Megan, for the record, has like the best nails in a way that Thank makes so me much. dislike her oh incredibly. It's so kind of. You. It really is like the nicest thing I could say about you. It's like <laughs> I hate you, you so much because you have this thing I want. I mean, I uh, your nails are they look really good. They're in a nude. They're, it feels very like Kim Kardashian West a little bit. It's, but Kim never has a long nail because she can't function with a long nail. She has occasionally. Oh, I didn't know. But she usually has like short nails um, in like a very tasteful sort of like a ballet slippers. My pivot this spring fashion wise is I think I'm just going to go full like hype bay. (laughs) (laughs) So when I had them on and they were like as long as they were in the box, Mm -hmm. I I saw. I thought, oh my God, this is like a freakish. This is a very Sheena from Vanderpump. It is. But that makes me want to ask, have you kept up? 
with the so Vanderpumpians. Here's the thing. I think oh, I God. watched. Uh, the thing is not that I don't like it. The thing is that I like <sighs> have had to like do a bunch of reading for work. Boo. So my evening, <laughs> I had to finish this book for work. So my evenings have been finishing that book, this taking is your notes. Work. This is also my work, <laughs> but this thing is due like next week. So I had Fair. to, Fair. Um, but I'm still committed. I'm just looking for like, I'm really looking for like um, a flu to sort of take me out for yeah. two days, perhaps a personal day. I mean, God willing. I mean, God <laughs> I'm hoping for a virulent strain of the flu to just sort of knock me on my ass for two days so I can just watch the rest of season one. I'm still deeply committed. I follow Stassi on Instagram now. What is wrong with this woman? Although she must be, if she was 23 in the first season, she is now, It's she's like 28 now? 29. 29. She just, turned, she just her 29th birthday episode just happened. Gotcha. I did see on Twitter a photo of someone from this program drinking out of a baby bottle. Of course. And I said, I will continue. I will stick with you. All right. Well, that has been our weekly Megan watching (laughs) Vanderpump check-in. I'll have a much more exciting update next week because I have some some downtime coming up. So I will just... um, Good for you. I'm going to smoke a little pot and just blow through it. Yes. Yeah. It's illegal. It's illegal. It's illegal. And I don't do that. (laughs) Neither of us Neither of us have never. The devil's weed. Shall we move on from... Are things we don't do uh, and start talking about the dirtiest dirt of the week? I think we should. So my favorite story of perhaps 2018, someone bit Beyonce in the face. <laughs> yes. The reason we know this <laughs> is because... Katie Weaver, who is a writer at GQ and a lovely person. Soon to be writer at New York Times. Soon to be writer at New York Times. Congratulations, Katie. She did a profile of Tiffany Haddish in GQ, and it was a delight, like all of Katie's profiles are. They're so... I'm like... Kind of like me and your nails. I like yeah. hate Katie as much as I love her because she's just I don't the know most how, talented. I, it's okay. I've like I've come to terms with all of my uh not inefficiencies. You know what I'm trying <laughs> yes. to say. Whatever, man. Anyhow, this this fucking interview with uh Tiffany Haddish. And Tiffany Haddish is a true delight. Every bit of press I've read about her makes her seem really just like a fun gal. And she told a story about the time she met Beyonce. At a party in December. As we all dream to do. As we all dream to do. And what apparently happened at this party is that there was an actress present who bit Beyonce in the face. And we're not really sure what kind of bite. We just know someone bit Beyonce in the face. We don't know, was it a love bite? Was it like, I don't know what other kinds of bites to describe really. Like, was it just like a nibble? Was she going in for like a cheek kiss and then somehow like used her teeth? Or was it like a zombie bite? Right. Did she like try to bite her? No, we don't know. We don't know. Someone bit Beyonce in the face. Haddish did not say who. I like directly asked Katie. I was like, oh, you did? I was like, tell me she who tell it you. was. And she was like, I don't know. Oh, interesting. Okay, great. So some- so I ended my friendship with her. <laughs> Katie's dead. Just kidding. Um, to so, me. To Maddie only. So yeah, so someone, apparently someone just, someone bit Beyonce. This like went around the whole party, blah, blah, blah. I will read this 
quote. According to Haddish, she and the actress who bit Beyonce continued to cross paths throughout the night, culminating in a brief standoff. The actress at one point told Haddish to stop dancing, which good luck making that happen. And then Beyonce and Jay-Z walked by me and I tapped Beyonce. Haddish says she told Beyonce, I'm going to beat somebody ass at your party. I just want to let you know that. Beyonce asked her not to, told her to have fun instead. Haddish leveraged this moment into a selfie with Beyonce. Near the end of the party, says Haddish, describing her final run-in with Mrs. Carter sometime later, Beyonce's at the bar, so I said to Beyonce, did she really bite you? She was like, yeah. I was like, she's going to get her ass beat tonight. She was like, Tiffany, no. Don't do that. That bitch is on drugs. She's not even drunk. Bitch is on drugs. She's not like that all the time. Just chill. Who could it be? Oh, my God. Well, the one person we know it is not is Sana Lathan. Yeah. Who, for some reason, was suspect, like... So, like, internet sleuths were like, who was at this party? Right. There's not a lot of pictures, and there's not, like, a guest list available, so uh, right, people right. didn't get very far. Right. There was a lot of, like, triangulation of, like, Instagram sleuthing, like, who could possibly be at the thing. But Sana Lathan was, like, one person who was at the party, right. confirmed. But as our coworker, Julianne, who was outraged at the accusation. As she should have In been. a way that I never, I didn't know anybody, like, felt that strongly <laughs> about this type of thing, <laughs> which is insane because I feel strongly about a lot of crazy right. things. But she pointed out, like, Sana Lathan is, like, in her mid-40s. Yeah. And, like, looks like she's in her 20s. Yeah. And so she's like, there's no way she's on drugs. Like, no. that stuff would start to kind of corrode. It, it deteriorates the, the collagen in yeah. one's face. And also, Sana Lathan is not out here biting people on the fucking face. Yeah. And then she also took to Twitter and was like, if I bit Beyonce, it would have been a love bite, but I didn't do it. Exactly. So Sana Lathan, imagine us crossing her, removing her index card from our, like, evidence wall. Yeah. Which is behind us. Yes. Done. Seeing as we don't know anything else about who is at the party, what this party was, et cetera. Other names floated were Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Out, ruled out. Ruled out by, yes. Um, even though I think it was her. Do you really? Well, what were the other names? Jennifer. Okay, so Sana didn't do it. Jennifer Lawrence didn't do it. I weirdly, like, can't see Jennifer Lawrence, like, getting close enough to Beyonce. Like, I know she's, like, a huge star, but I feel like... I'm thinking. Well, I guess she's friends with Kim, so maybe. Because, okay, you have to think, like, it's either someone who is close to Beyonce and was indeed on drugs and, like, not okay. Yeah. Or it's someone who was, I mean, the on drugs thing applies. I'm going to take Beyonce's word for it. Yeah. So the on drugs thing applies. So it's either, like, someone, like, one of her friends who's just, like, acting a fool. Or it's, like, another celebrity who has made it their calling card to act a fool in public. Yeah, the other suspect was Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> but she was ruled out because she was in New York at the time, okay. as confirmed by many sources. Holy shit. Scarlett Johansson. Um, she was just, like, banging Jost. Ew. Disgusting. I'm not the one who made that happen. Oh, I know. Okay, so, so far we have not Sana, not Jennifer, not fucking Scarlett Johansson. It could be then so many other people. I still kind of think it was... J-Law. I can just see her, like... Her, like, thinking it's funny. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm sure she and Beyonce, they're both, like, at a similar level of fame, I would say. it To, to have ended up at the same party, possibly. Yeah. 
I just don't see her as like a. I see her more as like a drinker a drunk, than a, a drug drinker, person. not a drug person. That's true. And it could have been Beyonce, which is like she's on drugs, like like as like a as brush just like off. An, right, like an excuse. <sighs> it just like was Rachel Roy again. <laughs> I just want to know. I know. This is just like Beyonce is always doing it to us, this to us. Mm-hmm. Not even to us. Like she, Things are happening to her. Like, yeah. And then it's like, but they're so private that it's like, how do we find out? Like the elevator situation. Yeah. Which we will never know the full depths of. Right. And now this bite situation. Um, I really, I mean, I guess saying. Something to sink our teeth into. <laughs> Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This is a tiny item that I will just mention because why not, as they say. As we say. <clears throat> as we say. People is positing that Lena Dunham is dating someone. He is an unidentified man. She's wearing an outfit that I find questionable, but I like the shoes. We know for starters that Jack Antonoff, her ex, is dating a model named... Carlotta Cole, I think. They're all named Carlotta. They're all named Carlotta. She is, he's dating this actress or this model, whatever. Um, She is like a tall, blonde German lady. Great. Good for him. Good for you, Jack. Um, Couldn't happen to a weirder guy. (laughs) This is what people had to say about the man that Lena Dunham is like embracing kind of. Although she's like clinging onto him like a little baby koala and he is just trying to walk. Yeah. The 31-year-old girl's creator was photographed with an unidentified companion in West Hollywood on Saturday night, wrapping her arm around him after they had sushi for dinner and headed to a nearby marijuana dispensary. In one shot, the mystery guy affectionately kisses Dunham on her head. I mean, I think, so they were spotted in West Hollywood. Yeah. I think it's a big jump Mm, to assume that they're dating. I agree. (laughs) <laughs> yes. It's, uh, yeah, might as well just be like, it's like, and then they hit up the Abbey where yeah. he took off his shirt. Yeah, and, and then yeah. hopped up on the bar because he had to work that night. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a different. So whatever's happening, great. She's got a new show coming out soonish, the, I think. Yeah, Campers, Jennifer Garner. With Jennifer Garner. So she will be back in all of our faces soon enough. This guy is kind of looks like if Orlando Bloom and Lance Armstrong had a baby. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Yeah, he does. I'm pretty good at this. You are good at this. That's why we're here. That's why you're here. Yeah, great. Congratulations. Sorry to everyone. I can't wait to hear more about the man you are or not dating, Lena Dunham. Thank you for your time. I also actually, maybe I take it back. Okay. The shirt length does not suggest that he's gay. Neither do the pants. The whole outfit is giving me like, I don't, 
And I know several poorly dressed gay dudes. I'm I not trying too. to like completely We're not like being rude. stereotype. We're not but being rude. I also think that most of them would agree with me that this is not like a very uh this is like a very straight man's outfit. Yeah, there's like a weird comedian gene happening. He's wearing like black Chuck Taylors. Yeah, it's like I don't know, man. This could be this could be her Jack Rebound. Yeah. I mean, anyone's allowed in West Hollywood. Anyone yeah, West Hollywood is not like a <laughs> gated community. So anyone can walk walk those streets. So yeah, maybe. Cool for her. I'm gonna move right the fuck along. Um Christina Aguilera is starting to, I think, she's like plotting the points of like a mini comeback. It looks like she's she's gunning up for something. Right. One assumes or hopes that it is new music. She has a new single out, I think. Or one is like coming. Yeah. Um, she was the surprise <laughs> she was the surprise guest judge on the season premiere of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes, and she was very fun. She was fun. And then she is on the cover of Paper Magazine wearing little to no makeup. I mean, it's very much like a makeup, no makeup look. Yeah, yeah. If, you know. There's there's some stuff There's some stuff on her face. She looks face. so young. She looks super young. She looks like five different people that yeah, are not Christina literally Aguilera. Literally every single person had a different person. Yeah. Like, Someone, what did you think? I thought she looked exactly like Elle Golding. I thought Chloe Sevigny. And then someone else said Kesha. Yep. And like all of those are right. They are. But I also, I was thinking about this. The Kesha thing is what struck me is I was thinking because I don't necessarily think Christina Aguilera and Kesha look that much alike. I mean, they are like both like blonde white women with like blue eyes. Yeah. But it's like the very specific like no makeup makeup situation that I feel like Kesha also did, like Kesha, like after all this Dr. Luke, she sort of like stripped down yeah, in a way. I am having a difficult time picturing Elle Goulding's face. So I'm just going to imagine it as Christina Aguilera on this cover. Yeah, sure. I mean, just look, yeah. Yeah, is. okay, cool. I think she looks phenomenal. Yeah, she looks great. Really? She's like very, some very summer vibes. Mm-hmm, very summer vibes. I'm hoping for some new music. It's kind of what Miley was trying with Malibu, yes. but like weirdly, Christina Aguilera looks like fresher. She does. I guess something about. I mean, no rude. I mean, something about Miley's. I don't know. She just looks like she's. I mean, she's. How old is Miley Cyrus? Like twenty nineteen, seventeen. Yeah. She just. She does look like she's done some stuff. <laughs> so rude. It is rude. I also look like I've done some stuff. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I think it's hard when you your career is to like wear that much makeup all the time. That's to true. Like keep That's your very skin true. Healthy. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's like I don't know. You oftentimes see with like a lot of these actresses, especially the ones who are really into like contouring. Yeah. That they just get such bad breakouts because like, it's like in the contour spot. Yeah. Because they're like clogging them pores. It's true. It's true. Well, good for her, uh, Christina Aguilera. She does look good. I'm very excited to see. What her career does or does not do, it would be great if she made some music. Yeah, we love you, Christina. We do. I've always loved Christina. Just thinking about how "Come On Over" is such a banger. It really is. It like doesn't get enough. It doesn't get enough love. I I agree. Actually, I feel that way very specifically about that song. Yeah. Yeah, people give Genie in a Bottle a lot of credit. It's also a great song, but Come On Over is like much more, I feel like it's a little more fun. Yeah, it's a bop. 
It is. <laughs> it is. It is. I don't know. I love it. It's and a like, very good song. The making of the video was so good where it was like, it looked like a Target commercial. Oh my God. Yeah. I it was like, like the shifting rooms. Yes. I had to really search back in the, in the archives to even remember making the like making of the video as like, like a concept. Clip and highlights changed color. Yeah. Like, <laughs> On, I will say also that another underrated Christina song is the song that the two bottom queens on Drag Race lip sync to. Um, ain't No Other Man. Ain't No Other Man. I was, I feel like they have a very similar, come on over and Ain't No Other Man have like a similar vibe. Yeah. Ain't No Other Man is a really good song that a lot of people, again, don't really think about. I mean, I'm thinking about it now. I am thinking about it right now as well. And you should too. (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I am very excited today to announce our guests. We'll all be speaking on the beloved topic of TLC's trading spaces soon to return, but we're going to be looking back. I have with us Kate Dries, who needs no introduction, though she can give herself one if she'd like. Yeah, Kate, tell us. Hey, guys. Great to be back. And friend of Jezebel and writer Ryan Creed. Hi, Ryan. Hey, thank you for having me. Yay. Thank you so much for coming. So... Ryan is like a special git in that he is one of the rare souls to have been on trading spaces. Rare normal souls who oh, live like in an urban city. Person. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. You were living in Philadelphia. Living in Philadelphia uh, with my hipster friends in 2007, trying <laughs> yeah. to edge up, edge down the show. Oh my God. <laughs> um, well, yeah. And I was like reading like about your experience and how basically they reached out to you because they wanted to do a hipster episode. Yeah. So this was the weird off season where Paige Davis was not the host Tragic. after her scandal that involved, I guess, getting drunk in New York. Yeah, it was like there was like a video of her like dance, like being like a little bit raunchy. It was right? like her and her theater friends literally just having fun. And Page Six reported on it, and then they fired her. Oh yeah, I think they like wanted her out anyway. Yeah, that and was my they used feeling. It as an excuse. Yeah, which is insane because she's like the human, heart of the show. Yeah, she's like human uh, honey. <laughs> human honey, sticky and sweet. Is that where you're? No. What? I meant like golden and pleasant oh, and whatever. sweet. And... I'm, again, I've had too much coffee and I'm very tired also. Um, but yeah, so there was this weird season without her. Right. And you could see that was kind of, I guess, you know, the last gasp when they were trying to be edgy, quote unquote. And so, yeah, they reached out to me and my friends because we had houses in Philly, which I guess, you know, if you're a New Yorker and you don't take a cab for a month, you could probably afford. Right. And so, <laughs> you know, we all had houses. And then, yeah, we, we just apl- technically applied and they came over. They like film your place. 
And then they started. What was the application process? Like, you, did you fill out a thing or like... Oh, it was just a quick form. It was honestly just a quick form. I mean, they, they pretty much approved me. So it was just right. a technicality. Gotcha. Yeah, it was very, very easy. And Fabulous. you had to convince the people you were trading spaces with to do it, right? Right, because they didn't understand the show, oh which I think, you know, that's foreshadowing as to what happened to us. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I went into it with more like... I was okay with them destroying a room so long as all I had to do was paint over it. But right. they could do whatever they want. You know, when you own a house, right. especially an old Philly house, you know you're going to have to eventually redo everything anyways. Uh, I think my friends thought they were going to get a legitimately good room. Mm. Not the trading spaces treatment. Interesting. <laughs> um, but I talked her into it. <laughs> yeah. And how did that go? Initially, it was good. Initially. <laughs> Initially, it was very convincing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, what I love, and you can find like clips of your episode on YouTube. It's just like hipster trading spaces. Yeah, which I, I think is... if you Google that, that's the first thing that comes up. Trading spaces is in Pennsylvania, where these the hipsters are spending two days and $2,000 to redo a space in each other's South Philadelphia home. It's basically like because you guys are young and like live in a city. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pretty much. When like you're like artists, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we're cool. Like, Yeah, definitely like a very different vibe than a lot of the other episodes you'd see, which are, like, more suburban homes with, like, you know, maybe middle-aged families, mm-hmm. like, that kind of thing. Yeah, like, I mean, I was wearing an airbrushed Anderson Cooper shirt <laughs> that I had made for the show. And then uh, so my friend incredible. Rose identified as an animal communicator. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm an adjabist. I'm a musician, a performer, a dancer. I'm an animal communicator and a hype woman. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I think she was, at the time, I think she was, she said she was a hype woman because I think she was doing that for Santa Gold. Holy shit. It was cool. It, it yeah. was different. You were very, very 2007. One note that you sent us was that like upon your introduction they kept telling you to like be more excited oh oh yeah yeah. so you know i think now what people know about this with reality shows but in you know 2007 it was a little different so i would introduce myself with my normal generally gay vibey but normal (laughs) voice um gay adjacent gay gay, gay vibes yeah gay vibes Uh, chill gay vibes and, that, you know, every time I'd be like, hi, I'm Ryan. I'm ready to trade spaces. And they'd say, you know, Ryan, we need a little more energy. And I'd say, I'm ready to trade spaces. And they'd say, we need a little more energy. So by the time the, what you actually see on camera is me saying, I'm Ryan. Let's trade spaces. <laughs> hi. Fabulous. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Let's trade spaces. What a nightmare. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, and it was very funny in that your apartment ended up with two sculptural urinals in it. What? Non-functional. Yes. Non-functioning. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, so my room, the designer wanted to redefine masculinity. Oh. Yeah, so... A bold uh, ask. We had a full kind of like chase lounge that was an actual penis. Oh, my like, God. Like, it looked like... They didn't put it on camera, but it was a penis. Oh, my God. And then they put two urinals <laughs> with yellow covered resin at the bottom <laughs> in the doorway. With Very custom, edgy. Real Holy edgy. Shit. They had a couch that would fold into a karaoke stage. Nice. And custom wallpaper, one of an eagle, which represented me. Yeah. A fly. And then the other <laughs> of a buck, which oh. represented my roommate. <laughs> Your roommate seemed like slightly less into it. The off-camera stuff, I mean, we don't need to get into all of it, but uh, <laughs> we had a full fight on the show. Uh-huh. Uh, we were miked. And, you know, when you're miked 24 hours a day, you you don't realize, like, you really forget about it. You know, when you read people saying that, you don't believe them. But it's true. You completely forget. We had a full fight where he didn't like the design, but then it kind of 
really brought out some things inside him oh where he kind of confronted me. He's like, I just don't think you respect me as a person. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. like even the most, like, kind of generally wholesome reality show, like, brings out, like, these dark sides of people. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So it got real heavy. I mean, I think in, like, then we turned around and the camera's right in front of our faces, like, capturing this really kind of, like, intimate moment between oh two Lord. friends. Oh, my God. That's insane. <laughs> Well, the other couple did not love their redesign. <laughs> so my house turned out great. I mean, I know we're talking about the urinals, but it actually turned out, it was actually wonderful. Like, they bought us real Saranen chairs and real design with oh reach furniture. I mean, I still Whoa. have them in my apartment. Of course. It actually looked great. You know, eventually we kind of redid it, but it was a good... <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, over the years, you well, can't I really mean, have you urinals on the with walls. the times. I mean, yeah. whatever. Yeah, exactly. Right. Different you, like, people. want to get a full toilet. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I felt to... like more the buck instead of the eagle. <laughs> <laughs> then you have to just reconsider. Right. You yeah. know, it happens. Um, and I think they saw what a great room they worked on. And so when they saw the room that they got, oh my God. they got kind of the typical trading spaces room, which I always liken to kind of stage makeup where it looks great totally. on camera and then you see it in the functioning world and it just looks like a complete mess. Yeah. I was thinking about that watching Queer Eye, like what's his face? The new one, the the Bobby. Bobby, thank Bobby. you. The rooms he do does look incredible and it does kind of seem like there's a budget there. So there they probably a are, but it is a little bit where a thing where... You're like, what does this really look like, though? Yeah. <laughs> right. You're like, well, we'll just cut out that frame. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they saw the room. And, you know, when you first see these rooms, they, you know, it's you're overwhelmed. You really don't know what you're actually looking at. Mm -hmm. And you kind of just say you like it, even though you don't really get it. And I think that's why people cry, too, because they just don't quite, you know, it's kind of like when a kid doesn't get a gift they want and they just start crying. Right. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever happened to you. It's like sensory yes. overload. Yeah. <laughs> right. Your voice gets really high. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they slept on it and then immediately hated it. Yeah, we had a good run for about two weeks and then we got a little claustrophobic and had to change it up a little bit. I think that over time it got a little aggressive in there. So we, mm -hmm. we toned it down. And this is, I'm not actually not lying about this. I think it hurt our friendship. Oh. We didn't talk for a couple months. Jesus. Um, oh, it took a long time to get over kind of the, the trauma of trading spaces. I mean, I guess you were saying that they weren't aware necessarily of what it was going into it. But I feel like we have to reach an agreement of, hey, this can go wrong in so many ways. At the end, you can see their faces and they are not happy. <laughs> like it's not an act. They are generally upset. Uh, and they've been upset with us for... She probably still brings it up to people. <laughs> oh, my Ten God. Ten years later. Yeah, it was bad. What are look, the, animal communicator, you made that choice. <laughs> what did the other room look like? The, the other room... The, the dissatisfied uh, I think on the episode I said it looked like a um, gay nightclub in Miami. What do you think of the color? Yeah. I like the color, actually. Um, I think it kind of... The whole room is beginning to look like a Paul Smith wallet. Yeah, cool. That's kind of the goal I was going for. Or a gay nightclub in Miami. Even better. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. I hope, you know, but I mean, it, it's just, I don't think it goes with the rest of the house. And they're just, I talked to her before and she didn't want anything too crazy. I mean, this is definitely crazy. To be honest with you, I could care less if Orion doesn't like the room. It's going to be the bomb. Yeah, uh, like a lot of pink, right? A lot of pink. It was yeah. very Jonathan Adler. Oh. A lot of like paint designs on the wall. I actually oh. kind of like it. Again, and not in a way you'd really want to live in it. Like, didn't they get lawn furniture? Yeah, they got like they kind of like, get, like patio furniture. furniture. Like inside? Yeah. yeah it like, was like the aesthetic was for like that was sort of the oh. aesthetic, but like that's not actually like a livable thing. Right. No. Like, you know how like the woman in the B-52s has a motel upstate? Yeah. It looks like that. 
Oh, like Jesus. very kitschy yeah. and like. Wait, is that the Roxbury Hotel? Motel Hotel? I think, I think it's called Kate's Lazy Meadow. Oh, <laughs> I'm not that I like really good name for yeah, right. <laughs> not <laughs> that you ever looked it up. Um, yeah, that's not it. That's the kind of look that photographs better than yeah is actually and is like functional. a fun TV reveal. Of and course. then you're like, I think when I wrote about this a few years on Jezebel, I actually like wrote about this episode and like didn't realize that the Ryan Creed who was like in the episode mm. until after the piece was published was like the Ryan we're talking to right now. <laughs> so I talked to Rose and she definitely like has feelings about it. It's like much more lighthearted now because it's been like a decade or whatever. Oh my God. But she definitely was like, they gave me lawn furniture. Like, right. like uh, oh my God. <laughs> what did she say where she's like, I thought at the very least I would get a new couch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also, and I'd love to like hear your take on this, Ryan. Like, it's funny because I think the assumption is like, oh, my friend will be able to like prevent them from doing anything mm. bad. But it's like, it's kind of not like the designer just like does what they want and you're kind of like, okay, I guess I have to go along with it like and assume they know best. They come in with their own design and then you execute it. Part of the fight that I had with my roommate was he hated it and wanted to stop it. I came at it from a, you know what? If it's going to fail, it's going to fail because it's not what they wanted, not because we didn't do a good job. Right. So I kind of came at it like just execute it and just see what happens. You do not respect him. I know. Ladies and gentlemen. What are you doing? What do you mean? I'm just keep it simple. I'm making the promo. Just keep it simple. Just say, hey, we're the Brav Bros. Two guys that talk about Bravo. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're the Brav Bros. No. Oh. Dude, stop with the voice. Just the vo- keep it simple. I've seen promos on TV, dude. This is how you get the fans engaged. This is how you get listeners. We're trying to get listeners here. If we just say, oh, we're two dudes that talk about Bravo, people are going to get tired of it already. We need some oomph. All right, then fine. Let's try to do it with your voice. Brav bros. Good job. So how much work were they having you guys do? It was actual full days. It oh, was Jesus. it was um they say it's two days, but it's really three days. Uh-huh. But that's largely because you have to do a lot of coverage and B shots. Oh, right. So it sounds like a lie, but it really isn't. But you know, we were up all night doing homework, quote unquote homework. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I love uh, that they call it homework. Yeah. We were up, I mean, we're probably up until 3 a.m. painting stripes on walls. Oh, my um, Lord. Actually, like during that time, the producers were all gay. And I think they just had fun with us. So they actually came to our house late when they were all drunk after partying. <laughs> <laughs> and had to quote unquote help us. Oh my god! And so they they started like painting just all over the walls, and we we had to make these like very firm yeah. parallel lines. Mm. So it probably set us back an hour or two nice. because all the gay drunk producers came in. Nice, cool, um, <laughs> great, oh, great stuff from very them. Very professional, really yeah. professional behavior. That's wonderful. That's very, yeah, but you know, on, as an aside, you know, I still am friends with all those uh, some of those people. Yeah, ten years later, I still hang out with one of the producers, and afterwards. Um, they still like when they were in Philly. They all the designers and stuff would call, and we'd all hang out. Oh, that's so, so it was much actually fun. very. Fr- I mean, they actually did like us. It wasn't that part wasn't just for the cameras. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, you're very likable. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to go back into the history of trading mm-hmm. spaces oh, yes. a little bit. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, it was so quaint, and when it was like the budget is one thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and like imagine a show having a one thousand dollar budget today. And there was all these designers, and you would have your favorite, and you would have your least favorite. And 
I mean, first of all, like, did you all have a favorite? Like, style-wise, I think Vern was, like, a little obsessive-compulsive, so I don't think I would have ever, like, I don't think any of their designs were, like, this is, like, you could design my whole house, and, like, right. that would be amazing. But there are definitely, like, aspects of different parts. Like, Vern was very, like, clean lines, and I think, you know, Hildy is sort of universally, like, hmm, about. <laughs> she had a sense of whimsy, I suppose. Yeah. She was my favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, she's, like, super funny. I mean, the only one whose stuff I, like, probably can say I was really not my style is um, Frank's, but because his was very, like, down-home country, which, mm, like, yeah. if you didn't know about me, is not where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not for Kate, you. where are you from? Um, I don't know. New York? Yeah. <laughs> Kate was born here. <laughs> Just so we know. Just for everybody knows. I always hated Doug. Just because I thought a, he, he was a jerk. He comes off as, like, pretty smug mm-hmm. on um, TV. Also, he's the one who did the episode where he paints, like, a huge foot on the wall, right? <laughs> oh, maybe oh. that was Hildy? Ooh, I'm that's sorry. Not, that sounds Hildy, but... Yeah. Yeah. Hildy, yeah, that sounds like a Hildy I mean, trademark. Doug was definitely the one who built over the fireplace yeah. and, like, oh, okay. made that woman soft off the, the infamous fireplace moment. Oh, my yeah. God. It was really <laughs> trash. For those of you who had lives in the early aughts and weren't just, like, staying home from parties and hanging out with your mom, there was this moment where a woman had a fireplace that she was very adamant about it not being covered up, which I get, like, not wanting your fireplace covered up, but, like, she was adamant about, like, the mantle, even though it was just, like, kind of a shitty ranch house. Not a ranch house, but it was, like, a shitty fireplace. It was just, like, like, a regular fireplace. Um, And... Doug did a brown room with brown denim. That's ugly. Um, <laughs> brown denim slipcovers. The mm-hmm. one thing that she liked. Curious. <laughs> um, Interesting. And then kind of did this like wainscoting and had like basically like built out the fireplace so that it would be like more of a feature in the room and covered it with sort of like white paneling. And again, like it wasn't like of all the things that he has done and of all the things trading spaces people have done, it was pretty tame. But this lady lost her shit. And was sobbing off camera, but still mic'd. I'm going to have to leave the room now. You're that disappointed? Well, I'm going to have to leave. Yeah, that's... (laughs) Boy, she's not happy. She's really not happy. (laughs) Is there anything that you can see in the room to fix certain elements of it to make it better for the two of you? I don't even know where to start. I mean, I see one piece of furniture that looks remotely like the way I left it. And the rest of it is just so not us. Yeah, what was her name? Karen? She, like, was a Karen even if she wasn't a Karen. Yeah, and her husband was just, like, later he said... This was, like, the best experience ever. I would, like, go through it again even with those two mo- minutes, which is, like, kind of sweet. But yeah, yeah, nice. they were like, this is just, like, not what we wanted at all. Yeah, he was just like, this has all got to go. <laughs> it's all got to go. <laughs> and, do, I mean, is that the most famous episode? I think definitely, I think yeah. that and hay on the wall. Hey, oh, straw, yeah. <laughs> straw room, the straw situation. Oh, right. That was bad. It Why was interesting, like, when I wrote about this a couple years ago, just, like, the history of the show— the commenters, like, had so, everyone had, like, so many feelings and so many moments that they remembered, like, uh, and were, like, posting YouTube clips and, like, this show has not been on the air for a really long time. Yeah, I know. Uh, so it was, like, pretty fascinating to me how, like, such a wide range of people had so many emotional responses to it. 
That was such a good piece. You should, Thank you. Everyone should go read it on it Jezebel.com. Excellent. My mom and I would watch the show together every week. She was a house cleaner, and her, like, thoughts would always be, like, what would be difficult to clean, which is a really interesting perspective on, like, watching design shows where mm-hmm. it's, like, you kind of forget about, like, the practicality of things where, like, the straw wall. Yeah. Oh it wasn't God. just, like, oh, there's straw on the wall. My mom was just, like, that will collect so much dirt. No, it's, like, what do you like, do with that? Like, how do you clean that? Like, what? And I think that know. couple had kids. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, it was like they were going like, to oh eat the God. straw off the wall or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just straw is not meant for walls. Genevieve was always very nice. Yeah. I remember her being very pleasant. She actually, I recently watched on Netflix, if you guys are, like, looking for a fix, she has, like, a short series <gasps> that's on there called, like, Genevieve something. Mm-hmm. And it's about her fixing up her own I apartment in yeah. New York, which, like, is oh. aggressively my shit. Like, <laughs> uh, it's great if you're, like, trying to design for someone else to, like, watch what someone would do with, like, their space is, like, kind of more interesting to me in a yeah. lot of ways. And it's, like, real challenges. She's like, she's like, fuck the budget. Like, oh, my God, I have to, like, compromise on this. So, like, if you need to scratch a trading spaces itch, like, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and when I was pressing the crew on who they liked, they love Genevieve. Oh, I mean, she's oh, nice. such a sweetie. She also seemed to, like, actually kind of care yeah. about what the customer would like in a way that other people didn't. Yeah, I think, like, people made fun of her for being kind of, like, hippy-dippy, yeah. but she's, like, a genuinely warm person, and, like, it's pretty obvious that, like, she was liked enough that now she's, like, on the new revamp. How do you guys think it will adapt to, like, now, now that, because I feel like home renovation shows have really taken off, and I feel like the trading spaces model isn't necessarily, it's not a model that would be pitched now in 2018. So I'm wondering, what do you think they'll change or do differently in this? Like, how will they make tiny little adjustments to make it seem more now, I guess? I honestly hope they don't change too much. I Mm. think, you know, a lot of these new shows are very aspirational. Yeah. In a way that I don't think Trading Spaces was about. Right. You know, think back in the 2000s. Trading Spaces was in that whole kind of run of TLC shows where it was like a baby story, a wedding story, Mm. a dating story, Mm -hmm. and Trading Spaces. And, you know, all these, like, stoners would just, like, hang out all day and watch this. You know, part of it, I think, was seeing the bond between two friend groups and then seeing how they either help each other's lives or destroy each other's (laughs) lives uh, in a way that's just completely compelling. Um, So I I hope they don't change too much. I'm interested to see how cell phones are going to play into it because that really wasn't, I think when I was on it, we barely had texting. I wonder if they'll just take the take phones away for the... Yeah, like they do on other reality shows, maybe. Yeah, I agree with you. I think... um, a real appeal of it was that, like, even if people got mad, the stakes did not seem, like, incredibly high. Right. Like, it didn't feel like this was going to be an irreparable situation. Mm -hmm. So it was really, for me, it was, like, super soothing. Like, but I'm also someone who watches, like, a lot of reality TV, but, like, actually hates it when the housewives fight. Like, (laughs) I, like, (laughs) like, if it was just a show where I got to watch, like, hours of their closets, I would still be tuning in. She's like, I just want to see their houses. (laughs) (laughs) So I actually, like, the when it gets too contentious, I get kind of stressed out. Mm -hmm. And, like, I have been known to, like, literally fast forward through scenes if I, like, don't want to deal with them screaming at each other. So if it became... baby. (laughs) I'm weird. Whatever. Like a massage the inside of my brain. (laughs) Oh, God. No, I'm with you, Kate. It stresses me out. So I I agree. I think that, and my sense a little bit is that this is a total, you know, me just assuming, but that they're kind of going to try to go for that retro feel and probably Mm -hmm. not try to 
amp up the drama too much. Like not make it like fancier than yeah, it needs like, to be. Yeah, like I think when you think about like the shows that have come back after being canceled, there's a real nostalgia factor mm-hmm. around that, right? And so like even if we're talking about scripted programming, so like Roseanne or like Will and Grace, like there's a real like, God, didn't it feel good when like that was on the air and like Donald Trump wasn't president? I My feeling is like that's what they're trying to go for. I, you know, it could be like knockdown screaming fights over like painted walls. Oh my God. I <laughs> sincerely hope it's not. I still don't think that like the crux of that show is always going to be how are these people going to react? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so I think as long as they have that tension, they could do whatever they want. They could have uh, $100,000 budgets and that type mm-hmm. of thing. And, you know, like it just like what it's always going to come down to is like when that reveal happens, are people going to be happy or upset as long as they have that? And they don't fuck with that. Right. And I mean, and also what made Trading Spaces fun beyond that, because that's the payoff, you know, and as we all, like, we all create stories and we know the payoff is what users want. Right. Uh, users, I mean, audience readers. Same. Um, it's all one in the same. Right. <laughs> but Trading Spaces had this component where it was like, let's all put on a show. You mm-hmm. know, it felt like we're, we're all in this together. You had a carpenter. Paige was running around helping people. You wanted to, like, make it under the deadline. And you really, it wasn't just about the payoff, but it was making sure that that team got to the deadline, mm-hmm. that they right. made it, on, like, under the finish line. Would you go back on the show if they... Well, given that I live in like an East Village shoebox, <laughs> I would be interested to see what they could do with it, but uh, probably not. Wait, are you gonna are you gonna watch? Absolutely. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, yeah, what, I just what, we, like hadn't really talked oh, about. Oh yeah, that. I, I will one hundred percent watch. Cool. Also, I just want to say Ryan does really amazing. Like, what is it? it's like hook? Oh, uh, my latch hook art. <gasps> yeah, he does really incredible latch hook art. Yeah, it's. I mean, listen, that's proof that I have no life. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging on my walls is framed rugs of like Laura, of like Laura Dern. Oh my god, I love that. I'll show you some pictures. Please after. do. Instead of like making you like be like more excited to prove that you were gay, they should have just like panned in on like a large latch with your craft corner. My craft corner. Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's real fun whenever I have like gentlemen over. Like Like put a blanket over everything. He has a passion. (laughs) Cool. Um, It's nice to have interests. Well, Ryan and Kate, two faces that we always love to see. Yay. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story, Ryan. And sharing your expertise, Kate. Thanks. This was so fun. Yes, it was great. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Dirtcast. And thank you to Ryan Creed and Kate Treese. Our show is produced by Levi Sharp. Manana Mofidi is our executive director of audio. Our theme music is by Stuart Wood. This episode was mixed by Jamie Colazzo. Want to send us a tip or just let us know what you think? Hit us up at dirtcast at jezebel.com. You can find us on Spotify, NPR One, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. <laughs>